Yo, 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 this is Bernard. And this is Samir, the King in Black. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Welcome to the 29th anniversary of Power Rangers. That part, I was going to say it, but, you know, because I'm the Power Ranger guy. But yeah, so when this episode drops, you guys, it would be the 29th anniversary of Power Rangers. Samir, you feel old yet? No, I'm endless. Is it the 29th anniversary? Just double check it. I don't think it's the 30th. All right, so Power Rangers debuted August 28, 1993. Oof. Yeah, you sure you don't feel old yet? I am endless. Yeah, 29 years, man. You want dream. All right. So um, while we're talking about it, favorite Power Rangers moment. Favorite Power Rangers moment. Uh, favorite, okay, Lightspeed Rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. Is that, the, that was the one they were cops, right? Uh, SPD was when they were cops. Lightspeed Rescue was like, um, they were like paramedics. That okay, was, you're right. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so I'm thinking SPD. Okay, Power Rangers SPD. That was the one with yeah, the guy who had green hair in the in the jewel. Wait, what? Yeah, got, uh, one of the guys on the team had a, had green hair and he had a jewel. I don't recall that. Um, it was a. They were cop. They were they were time travel. No, it was time. That was time force. force then. Time force. That's right. This was time force. Okay, time so force. this was time the one. Force. Where they, this is the one where they could, they they had to replace their their Red Ranger with a guy from that particular time. So everyone else in the team was from the future except the Red Ranger in that series. And when they gave him the Morpher, he didn't know how to do anything. Right, he was just in the suit. Oh my God, he's trying to catch up. And the villain of the week shot a bunch of rays at the team, and everyone just started dodging bullets except him. That was the first time I saw Power Rangers dodge bullets. Pretty cool. Oh, that being, I, I got to rewatch Time Force. The issue is now they put it on YouTube. They pulled it all off of Netflix. The whole series? Yeah, all the Power Rangers up to the Nickelodeon stuff is on YouTube. Like, I'm on um, Turbo right now with your favorite character, Justin. I don't see my favorite character. Um, Sarcasm. You hate Justin. I just thought he was dumb. You hate the concept of a child becoming a full-size adult when he morphs. They should have just kept him young. Hey, man, they wrote Rocky out. Maybe one day, you know, we'll get enough clout. Or Rocky, they did my boy dirty. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> He's like, come on, guys. He didn't even hit nobody. He just fell, he flew out the ring on his own. I'll put the clip like, in the video because it really doesn't make sense because um, – it may have been the first time I met Jason David Frank. I went on a Power Ranger rewatch. So I watched like all like five seats, the first five seasons of Mighty Morphin. And pretty much up till Turbo to the point where I got to the movie. Hence the reason why I'm not done with the show, because that was already like a hundred something episodes. Um, yeah, he did a kick in just the editing on that part. You would think someone threw him out of the ring. It's like, yo, Rocky, we love you, man. We just need you not to be on the show anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to maybe, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to shoot Steve Cardin as a tweet or, you know, a DM or something. And, you know, maybe he'll 
be nice enough to join us for like five, 10 minutes, you know, fingers crossed, you know. Yeah, maybe he needs to explain why they did him dirty like that. Hey, it was the 90s. He could have did like Austin St. John, Tui Trang, and Walter Jones and just walked off set to never return. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because um, they've talked about it and like nauseam about two out of the three that are still alive made to be rest in peace. Um, but they got no problems going to cons and milking and milking it. Well, I mean, I mean, you got if you got some downtime in between uh work days, just hop on one on one weekend, squat there, grab some con money, you done, you good. One weekend, bro. I follow Walter Jones on Twitter. If he ain't posting, you know, TikToks or something, he's at a con. I mean, what does he do? What's his what's his uh what's his main gig right now? I don't think he has like a main gig per se. He just might do the con concert. You know, some people do that. Like um Karen Ashley, who played Aisha, she was doing radio for a while, but um she just does cons now and her and the Keith Reese, you know, the chick who played Tanya and um Zio and Turbo. Remember, she replaced Aisha. Um, they actually, yeah. they actually do, um, they do Ranger Stop cons. So, like, they started their own. They got the Ranger Stop and uh, Pop and Stop, Ranger Stop and Pop, Pop, Ranger Stop and Pop cons, where they, um, where they actually get people to come in, stuff like that. So it's actually their convention that they do in collaboration with Ranger Stop, which I'm planning on going to this year. I already requested the time off. I just had to pop my ticket. And I got to hit up one of my friends to see if I can crash on the couch in, in Old Town. But one of them got dogs, so I don't know. Like I said, she moved like a while ago. I don't know if she um, got a two-bedroom or what. So fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know, I ain't sleeping in my car. All right. It wouldn't be the worst thing. But sleeping in my car? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, my favorite moment. Um... Well, considering the fact that I watch Power Rangers on and off, especially like when it's around the time of like, you know, those milestone anniversaries, I kind of yeah. have like maybe like five. So first one I'm going to go with Power Rangers in space. The last episode when astronomer was about to take over the earth and the Rangers revealed themselves to the public for the first time. And Vulcan Scope was like, those losers in the Power Rangers? <laughs> you remember that one? Yeah. Focus skull. Oh, those characters make me sad. They actually have a lot more depth if you read the the Boom comic. Like Skull had a girlfriend, and it turned out she was an Altarian. So that was a little bit awkward. And there's actually, um, I think it was for like issue fifty or something of the book. Like they did like a bunch of short stories where the Power Rangers were kidnapped, and Zordon was so desperate. He made them rangers for a day. But then they wiped their memories of it. So if you ever see someone in a purple a purple or an orange Power Ranger suit, that's supposed to be Bulk and Skull from the comics. They're like a, um, a warthog and something else. I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, that's a little fun fact. Um, Forever Red, obviously, because I think that was like the 10th or 15th. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was cool. And it was a surprise that Austin St. John came back because, you know, obviously him and Jason David beef that we will never, like, get the true source of. 
the 25th anniversary edition, I mean, uh, anniversary, I want to say, with the legendary battle, where they brought back as many people as they can, but continuity-wise, it didn't make sense because, once again, Power Rangers uses a lot of Sentai footage, so you got people who were obviously Mighty Morphin Rangers, but at the same time, they were also Zeal Rangers. So it's like, what are we doing here? Look. And, and my, um, my fourth one, I'm just going to end it with four. Something that I wish that they actually made. It was one episode where they started to like take elements from the comic. So they they actually brought the whole morphing grid into a into it. So it was like um, you know, Power Rangers from different universes, obviously. And Tommy had yeah. a master morpher. So the morpher that could make him morph into any iteration of Ranger he ever has been. So green, white, red zero, red turbo. And Dino Thunder Black, obviously. And the only, and that was the only that time. That was one of his cool um, forms. What, Dino Thunder Black? Yeah. Yeah. Still, you know me, White Tiger Zord all day. I would have that as a background, but they ain't got that. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, something you're very excited about. Avatar is being re-released for like what the fourth time in theaters with eight. okay. So you you talk trash, but I saw some stills and a side-by-side comparison between the stills from the original release. It looks like they upgraded it. They did some touch-ups. So it's not just a legit cash, it's a cash grab. Everyone almost everything is a cash grab. I ain't gonna front. But it the, the visuals do look touched up. I mean, yeah, I mean. And, okay, here's that. So it's been pulled from Disney Plus. So yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, so, that's so messed up. It's, it's coming right back after the theater run. Once you go to theaters again, yeah, it's coming right back. And I hope it's a new version. I hope they put a new not, version up there. It's probably not going to be. It's just going to be. I, it needs to be the new version. I think this, okay, I think this whole thing will be justified if they pulled it from um, Disney Plus. They give us a newer, spruced up version of, of um, James Cameron Avatar. And then, you know, that new version gets put on Disney Plus. Yeah, we will find out when we find out now, won't we? All right. What you got, my friend? Okay. So, yeah. I stole uh, your story. What was that? I said, yeah, I stole your story. Uh, okay. I wasn't going to say nothing about it. You know what? Are you okay? I'm good. Uh, okay, are you sure? Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the Umbrella Academy showrunner uh, Steve Blackman is developing a Horizon Zero Dawn series at Netflix. Yeah, I'm still on the fence about the series because we've talked about it and it's got nothing to do with the game. This is they're just using the names. I, I, I think. Okay, so here's the thing. So the setting. Um, for Horizon is pretty interesting. I think we don't need to go with Aloy's story. Uh, excuse me. I, I just think that I think going with fresh characters might be a better um, route this time around. I think if you and Resident Evil, which just got canceled, that because that's the thing. Resident Evil. Here, here's the difference between Resident Evil and Horizon. Resident Evil rests on its characters, in my opinion. It's what stands it out from other. Uh, properties with zombies in it. Otherwise, you might as well just walk Watching Dead or uh, Walking Dead, not Watching Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah, I know, Walking Dead 
or um or or 28 days later whatever zombie property yeah. is out there it's like so aloy's story is great keep it in the game i think taking a tribe of of, of people using robotic parts for weapons and armor to fight the environment other tribes is no. pretty cool you can just like you can work it remember we talked about it this is everything that happens before zero dawn so this is pretty much going to be elizabeth sobeck's story Oh, shoot. Okay, that's what they do. I told you. You really can't. This is why you need to listen to the podcast. You brought this up. Oh, you know what? Okay, yeah. All right. So in that case, that's a different, that's that's also a different um uh angle. So Elizabeth Elizabeth Sobeck's uh story would be interesting. I don't know how interesting. I don't know. Then that's touch and go because they, they really have to focus like it on. That, um can you can you milk that? <laughs> Well, there's a lot happened. So let's say, for instance, you have the you have the the initial crisis, recognizing the crisis, getting people to believe the crisis, then getting people to mobilize against the crisis, and then the crisis then falling apart. They kind of tell you the whole story in the game, though. Yeah, but that also could be told in like a movie. If anything, you should do like a movie that's like a prequel to that, and then do the show where it's like more like Aloy's story, but you flesh it out a little bit more. It's like how we always talk about we don't. As much as we like adaptations, we don't want a straight, narrow adaptation of the story. Despite the fact that, you know, sometimes they cut things out that we love, like perfect example, I always bring it up, The Walking Dead. Why did they kill Andrea in season four? Why does Rick have a claw for a hand? We can shoot Carl in the face, but Rick can lose a hand. Like, like keep things that like, that need, that are pivotal to a character's development. But you know, don't you know change everything just for the sake of all oh, just because. But yeah, um, I will give the show a shot. Hopefully, you know, I don't back out of it like I did with Sandman. And uh speaking of Steve Blackman, the Umbrella Academy has been renewed for a fourth and final season. How do you feel about yeah, that, Samir? Yeah. Because you're the only one out of both of us who watched it. I'm excited. That last season, it was hard to watch emotionally, but I was I was there for the whole ride. Okay. But um, yeah, I, I just couldn't get into the show. It's nothing against Gerard Way, but I just didn't care. I, I mean, I didn't hate Gerard really Way and you want him to die or something. No, because I read his um a lot of his DC Young Animal stuff. I read Kate Carson has a Saturnatic Eye. Um there was another one I read. I did not read the Ice Cream Man. That one was just a little bit too weird for me. Oh, I read his Doom Patrol run for a while. Oh, and that one was. Well, you know how I feel about Doom Patrol. Okay, once again, that's Jeff Johns screwing with you with the Doom Patrol. It was, it was also on, it also on the TV show. He wrote that episode. I keep telling you, he wrote that episode of Titans. You can literally go on. You right now, not even the time, not also the TV show, too. That you wrote that he might be an EP on that show because he's also an EP on Stargirl. I don't know, I don't watch the Doom Patrol, I couldn't get into it. I'm th that team is just very weird to me, so it's just like really don't care about the Doom Patrol. Like, the closest thing to that I give two craps about is the Fantastic Four, but um, so. Something that is happening to our listeners worldwide, with the exception of the U.S., Sony has decided to raise the price of the PlayStation 5 
everywhere but US. So in Europe, the PlayStation 5 disc version will go up to 549 euros. So $50 more, obviously. The digital edition will also go up 59, I mean 50 bucks to 449. Uh, the UK, it will go up 479 pounds. So 30 pounds more. Uh, for the physical version, digital is obviously $30, uh, 30 pounds more to $389. And they don't have the oh, okay. So these are all effective immediately. China, 4,299 yuan for physical, digital, 3,499 yuan. Um, and the place down under, Australia, 799. I don't know what to call their money. I'm going to just say dollars. Um, so $50 increase for digital um, uh, and physical as well. Um, digital will be $649.95. Mexico, 14,999 um, pesos. So a thousand pesos more for both physical and digital. Digital will be 12,499. Um, what do they call money in Canada? Is it ducats? I feel like I made that up like a long time ago and it just stuck in my brain. So Canada will go up to 649.99, which is 20, 20 pounds, ducats, whatever it is more. Um, for both physical and digital, digital will be $519.99. And in Japan, the price will go up on September 15th to 60,478 yen. And the digital version will be 49,478 yen. So also the money in uh the money in uh Australia is called dollars. So it's you Australian dollars. Okay. AUD. Okay. Um, what about Canada? Uh, probably yeah, I think that's thing. just jacked up that they're doing that. It's like, yo, people. So, okay. On uh, another note of that, so what's funny is they got let, uh, they got thrown on the bus for that by the other companies. Yeah. So when they can't and Xbox. Yeah, Xbox and Nintendo's like, yeah, we ain't doing that. That's Sony. Uh, we're not raising our prices. I don't know what you guys talking about. Yeah. So it just makes them look real bad. It really does. So I'm, I mean, we're already kind of getting screwed over because we're forced to get bundles. Like, even if you don't want Horizon, that's all they have now is the Horizon bundle. So, like, I'm glad that yeah. people are getting it, but stop screwing us over, Sony. I mean, you're screwing up. Yeah, for real. Also, it's called Canadian dollar. Okay, it's just Canadian dollar. Okay, cool. All right. I don't know where I got ducats from. I heard it in a movie, and it just stuck in, like, the back of my brain. Mm -hmm. um, but not so, yeah, Power Rangers, um, I meant to bring this up. It's coming to a close. They announced that... We are getting a Yellow Ranger Morpher, which is basically the same morph as the original one that the Hasbro released. It comes with a little stand. The one that I complained about that it was just, it felt too cheap to justify its price, but it has a nice stand. It comes with all five coins. The Pink Ranger version is out now at GameStop. I actually just got that for somebody for their birthday. And the Yellow Ranger version is now available for pre-order. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to drop a Yellow Ranger helmet so I can get a Yellow Ranger suit. And they are also releasing the power daggers. Oh, yeah, they come, cool. with, like, they come with like uh, a nice little stand. I'm gonna send you the link to them. Are they diecast? No, it's Hasbro. They're plastic. That, like I said, that's the only downside I have with Hasbro. Everything is just plastic. Can we get a little bit of metal in this? I get that you know you make toys, but still. 
come on, quit playing with me and just give me something with some type of metallic material so I don't feel like I'm being chipped. All right, so I'm sending it to you now. All right, here you go. Hopefully, you know, you don't have to sign an Instagram on your computer if you're not signing because they've been doing that crap a lot lately. It's like, oh, here's this link. Just show me the image. They look oh. freaking cool. Yeah, they look cool. Like I said, they're just plastic and they do connect. So like they do become like a little um, a mini staff like in the show. And yeah. for those of you who are wondering why is Bernard going to get a Yellow Ranger suit? Because in the Super Sentai series, the Yellow Ranger is a guy. <laughs> Yeah, but no one over here is going to know that. I'm going to say, hey, do your Googles. Do your Googles. I would get a Pink Ranger uh -huh. suit. Um, minus the skirt, because in the comic, they um, the original five, they ended up going to like this weird island, and they ended up doing like, like the it messed up the grid. So like, Zach was the Pink Ranger. Kimberly was, I want to say blue. Billy was black. Uh, Jason was yellow, and Trini was red. Uh, do they look different, like the, the designs or anything like? No, it's the same designs. It's just like their their morphing got um, Freaky Friday. I'm gonna see if I can find. Well, them. I remember Kimberly being like the only one with a skirt. Yeah, Kimberly was the only one with the skirt. Yeah, so she was a Blue Ranger. Does she look good with the blue and the skirt? Yeah. No, no, she still had on the skirt. I was kind of hoping that I can't remember the name of the issue. I'll see if I can find it later and send it to you, but it was a very cool issue. But they recently did the toys for it, for um, Jason and um, um, Trini. All right, so, um, okay, so I'm gonna run down uh, some of the announcements on Gamescom, Gamescom that just passed. Tell us. Did you watch anything? Uh, I saw a couple trailers. Like we obviously talked about the lies of P before. Um, yeah, I sent it to you. Um, yeah, so we talked about lies of P. Um, they obviously showed a little bit more Callisto protocol, but I, I meant to keep up with it. But I've just been going through a lot with you know everything with my situation that I can't talk about for legal purposes. Okay, so the Callisto protocol. Yeah, they showcase new gameplay. Uh, they also gave us a new gameplay trailer for Sonic Frontiers. Uh, oh, this yeah, one, this one actually. All right, well, this one actually makes the game look better. So yeah. it, it kind of, you know, it, before the one it was looking kind of trash. Now I'm like, okay, I can play that. Um, they gave us a new trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. Looks pretty dope. Yeah, we're we're getting this, a look at the dark arts. Yeah, um, oh, I'm definitely going to be a dark wizard. Obviously, I'm gonna be a snooty. I'm gonna be a snooty Slytherin. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, they gave us uh, the villain lineup for um for Gotham Knights, including Harley Quinn, Mister Freeze, and Clayface. Uh, specifically, uh, we haven't seen Harley Quinn and Clayface in this game, and they look freaking cool. Harley looks a little weird to me. Stop being. Uh, I, I disagree. All right, I, I think she looks dope, and I can't wait to play on um, play against her as a villain. Okay, no, that makes Maybe sense. get a DLC of her being an anti-hero. Stop. Stop what? Stop what? You, you. What? I just hate Harley Quinn more and more, so. Why do you hate Harley Quinn? She's like one of the best characters in me. 
I'm talking about the show. Actually, I actually, I, I have a rant about Harley Quinn. Stop making so, Man a joke. I saw everyone was a joke in that show. I saw the clip of what with the fish. Yeah, I'm like, really? Yeah, I don't know. I saw water fish in a chlorine pool. Well, I honestly, I like the show. The, the the writers, the showrunners, definitely have a handle. Um, have a extensive knowledge of all the backgrounds of the characters and where they come from. Otherwise, you couldn't make jokes about them. I think it's really good. Also, this they did they did they did something that most people do not do. If you're going to race swap a character, you acknowledge the race swap. So let's take Catwoman. What? Oh, they race swap uh, Selena Kyle. Yes, yeah, she's black in this uh, in, in Harley Quinn, and she's unapologetically black. It's it's so good. Like she be calling people out on their racist bullshit. Like she be making she be uh, she be all getting all militant about everything. Like they had uh, in the in this season currently they had an award show for villains, right? And okay. she got an award. Uh, she, quick question: Is this Catwoman's first appearance, or was she in either one, either season one or two? She's in both seasons. She's, she's been a, a reoccurring character all through the series. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure, like, you know, they didn't just turn to her black because of uh, almost as, as he beats up because of Zoe Kravitz. No, they did not turn her black. Okay. 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 If anything, they turn her black because of Eartha Kitt. I, I know, but few people acknowledge that because Eartha Kitt was the first Catwoman. Then they switched her out with Julie yes. Moss. All right, but continue. Yes. Anyways, I digress. She's just unapologetically black, and she calls out everybody on their racist uh, uh, BS. Not to get off subject, so thank you for interrupting me, putting me on subject. Anyways, uh, Dune Awakening is a new open-world survival MMO in the Dune universe. Looks pretty cool. They have a beta sign-up, so you can you know check out on that. Uh, Dead Island 2 has a gameplay trailer. I'm not excited about Dead Island. I never really liked that property, but, you know, whatever. It looked good, but it's first person, so nah. Don't 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 be that. Don't 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 be. Anyways, uh, a bunch uh, notable mentions. Uh, Lords of the Fallen. They gave us a quick uh, cinematic that for that. What? Is that a remake? Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, I could have sworn there was a game out already that was called Lords of the Fallen that came out on the on the PS4. Like it was like one of the first. Yeah, ones. yeah. It's a it's a it's a sequel to a not a very to a not very good. Souls like, okay. but um, this is this is Lords of the Fallen two technically. Okay, so they just didn't put a two on it. I guess yeah. Um, uh, new tales from uh, from the Borderlands. Then we have um, Tortuga, a pirate's tale, which is a turn based pirate uh, strategy piracy game. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Destiny two has a, a new expansion coming out. Ghost Simulator three. They're getting a, a sequel wow. for that one. I can't believe. The simulators are a real thing. Yeah, they get they gave a huge uh gameplay slash trailer dump for Liza P. So that looked really cool. I okay, so I'm still I'm still on the fence about this game. It looks amazing. I'm super excited, but I haven't gotten anything that gave me the oh my god, I can't play wait to play this game. The gameplay just made it seem kind of empty and uh lonely throughout the city. Yeah, I remember that from the first trailer. And I think but the story trailer looked pretty cool, so I'm gonna definitely keep my eye on it. Yeah. Um, let's see a bunch of other games. I'm gonna skip over those. Um uh okay, so they gave us um this new this new uh game that came out 
called where the men meet where the wind meets the where the winds meet meet the world really weird title um looks pretty cool it's a it's an open world um action rpg with martial arts so that looks pretty dope we did get some more um footage for uh for spoken yes we did i was good i'm just about to get to that uh yeah. they gave us like a 10 minute trailer um uh gameplay uh trailer for that game and uh the game looks amazing the traversal looks really good it's still one of the standouts the visuals look um, pretty cool uh very uh cutting edge on the texturing and the graphics the okay elephant in the room the, the dialogue oh what oh no you were still talking about um um or spoken yeah the dialogue and it looks a little janky on the dialogue and the and the um, voice acting i don't know hopefully they will so i we gotta wait and see hopefully look the game just gotta be halfway decent for me to want to play it at this point but I hope it's going to be, I hope it's exceptional. Or maybe that's the only thing wrong with it, just a couple of lines and the rest of the performance is great. But um, right, right now, it, the part they showed us, it looked a little janky. So, other clowns from outer space. You plan on getting it? Need another survival? I mean, Wait, what from outer space? Killer clowns from outer space, the movie, they turned it into a survival horror like Dead by Daylight or that. Wow. I'm kind of getting sick and tired of these Dead by Daylight clones or Friday the 13th. I don't remember which one came first, but Dead by Daylight is obviously the most popular because that's what Evil Dead is, more or less. We got this stupid Dragon Ball Z game that just came out, The Breakers. It's like, really, who wants to play a survivor um, in the horror with a Dragon Ball Z game with Oolong and Random Civilian 3 in the Dragon Ball Z universe? Somebody might. What's up with your sound? What do you mean? Oh, you sounded like you kind of like sounded like your mic was muffled or something like that. You sounded far away for a quick second. But yeah. So oh well, I mean your connection, your connection's been dropping in and out for a while now. Maybe it's your connection. I don't know. I just restarted my router. I guess I really got to get a new router or something. But yeah. So I'm saying. But yours does that too. But um, uh, mine don't do that. Go. I got, great, I got a good router. Bro, go and listen to some of the episodes. Your signal like kind of pings in and out. It did it a second ago, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah. Wow. So, uh, stop the cap. Hey, DJ. You know what to do in the group chat. Um, so yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is I'll be in a uh three versus seven multiplayer game. So I guess three clowns and seven people, or the other way around. Uh, one game that really caught my eye was Where the Winds Meet. Where Winds Meet. I think yeah, it's done by um, uh, Team Ninja, right? Uh, I don't remember. I'm, I'm on IG. I think it, okay, I might be mixing up two different games at one. Let me see, hang on. They said this one is basically an ambitious letter the Ghost of, Shish Ghost of Shishima. Um, set in medieval China, vast world RPG. Yeah, that's done by, I think this is done by, um, uh, hang on. Everstone. It's Everstone Games. Okay. I mean. Because there was another game that was done by. Uh, because this makes me want to um, hop 
back on um, Ghost of Tsushima. My only issue with that is I did not get a free upgrade, so I might just buy the PS5 edition. I'm waiting for it to hit PC. It's not on PC yet? No, it's coming, though, eventually. All right. They, so, they're, slowly, they're slowly putting their IP on PC. I know. Uh, I got to replace um, Spider-Man anyways. Why? Well, so you be able to headstone? Yes. And other, among other things. I still can't. It's called it's called owning the actual game and and having free choice to do whatever you want. Whatever. Are you gonna get the dual sense edge? Uh you know what? I heard about it. I posted I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's worth the purchase yet. Yeah, so this is PlayStation's premium color controller, which is their version of the Xbox Elite Edge. It looks kind of like a regular dual sense, but it's does it drift? Does it drift? Your controllers drift. Uh, uh, the Xbox uh, Elite controllers drift. Oh. Joy Cons drift. Um, the dual sense um, uh, five, whatever. The dual sense control standard controller drifts. Like Mine don't drift. Basic. Con- they they drift with play. Eventually, if you, it depends on what kind of games you play. Some of them you won't notice. But there's some games that you notice drift on. Most controllers drift unless you have a really well-made controller or you repair it and replace some of the parts. I just take care of my stuff. Like I'm still using like two of the Joy-Cons that I got when I got my first Switch. They're not drifting yet. And I've had my Switch for two years. Either you have been very fortunate or you're capping. why can't I just take care of my stuff, man? Because it's not about taking care of stuff. If you play it with a certain amount of hours of play, you're going to wear out some of the gears, and it's just going to work. It's just going to start drifting. Mm. Like Uncle Cracker said, just drift away. But yeah, so uh, you can program this. It's got control mapping as well as paddle switches on the back and buttons on the rear. And um, it also has a switch on the rear shoulder, which uh, likely adjusts triggers, travel distance, um, but we don't know the price or the release date. I'm guessing this is probably going to be 100 bucks because regular uh, DualSense 5 controllers are 70 bucks. Maybe 150. I know oh. the, the Xbox Elite controller is like 150 bucks. Oh, for real? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Well, I thought I'd get one, but I can never justify the purchase. I mean, that's why I'll, bro, look on, look on the website. I keep telling you, look on the website. You might find it on there. If I was able to get that um, Switch, um, I can't remember the controller name. Um, controller for like sixty bucks when it goes for hundred, you might be able to find an Xbox Elite controller. Mm. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Bioshock is getting a live action adaptation uh, by Francis Lawrence, who directed uh, I Am Legend, Hunger Games, and Catch- Hunger Games: Catching Fire, and Slumberland, and. Michael Green is a script uh, writer who did Logan and Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, and American Gods. So, okay, so far, those are good names. They have good work under the belt. Um, I'm tentatively excited about that. I'm not, but then again, you know, I don't give two craps about Bioshock. I think you can get a little excited about Bioshock. It has a good setting. Why would you, I mean, what's your deal? Like, I get you didn't care for the games, but the the show might be really good, might be right up your alley. 
It might be. Is this a show or a movie? Uh, it's a live a film. It's a live action film. So feature film. So it's a uh, it's a feature film. Um, give it a chance. I'm being so goddamn negative. I'll take it into consideration. Uh huh. Fine. Whatever. Be that way. Well, Your turn. Take it into consideration. All right. So this is just a little blurb. Um, Warner Brothers sucks. You know, I can just turn this into a whole story. So yeah, um, Warner Brothers Discovery sucks. Starters, they canceled Batman, the Cape Crusader. I was kind of looking forward to this. This was the show that was supposed to be done by J.J. Abrams and Bruce Tim. We all know. Yeah, Bruce Tim. You know how I feel about him. Yeah, we know you hate Bruce Tim because of the whole Barbara and Bruce. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's gross and weird. And he did it multiple times. But yeah. So, bro, I'm I'm just saying, man, his Batman is so grimy. So this was supposed to air on Cartoon Network as well as HBO Max, but it is being shopped around the other networks or streaming services. Who will pick it up? I don't know. Well, hopefully it gets picked up. Can it be picked up by any other streaming services? I mean, it's Warner Brothers Television. They can put that wherever. Perfect example, Lucifer is a Warner Brothers property slash DC property, yes? Yeah, I guess it Fox. is, yeah. Aired on Fox. Yeah. So yeah, they can put it, they can send it wherever. It doesn't necessarily Gotham, DC property was on Fox. Oh, uh, yeah. Constantine was on NBC. True. Which is part of Universal. But um they also decided to push back Shazam and Aquaman on the Lost Kingdom. So Shazam is going from Christmas of 2022 to March 17th, 2023. That's so far. Which was Aquaman's release date. So now Aquaman is going from March 17th, 2023 to Christmas of 2023. Why? I don't know. Um, I, but yeah, we already spoke about Ezra Miller's apology and all the other stuff that they low-key were pulling off. But it's like, at this point, are we really going to care about... Um, Warner Brothers, because the only good news that's come out from them is Matt Reeves has signed a multi-year deal with Warner Brothers. So hopefully that means, you know, we're getting the Batman 2 pretty soon. Everyone I mean, wants Mr. Freeze. I'm marginally excited about that. I mean, I want I want a good Mr. Freeze. I mean, everyone wants Mr. Freeze to be the villain. If you okay, look, I would love for Mr. Freeze to be the villain. Can yeah. they do it, though? Can it, can it make sense? I think they can make it make sense, but here's how he shoots a he shoots a bunch of uh, cryo, cryo, you know, rays out of his gun. How are they gonna make that realistic? I don't know, but they, I think they shot themselves in the foot. They yeah. all that we got left are the anarchy chaos guys yeah. that want to take down the establishment. They, we don't we don't have no we don't have no clay faces, no man bats, no yeah. Mister Freezes. Yes. If you could pick the villain, who would you pick? That's what I was trying to say, but you kept going on your little rant. Sorry. I want Clayface. I think that would be a great villain, at least for a secondary threat, but maybe a main threat. I think you can make that be a whole movie. I would love for, um, oh, they already did Bane. They effed him up. Um, they can redo Bane. For they the could, but eh. Clayface might be better. Muscle suit Bane and Batman and Robin. Oof. As well as Mr. Freeze. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think no, Clayface no, no, would be no, good. No cold punch, though. Or, uh, I mean, they could fix Poison Ivy. Let me do her right. I mean, 
What was wrong with, um, I almost said. Uma Thurman? Yeah, I almost said Pamela Anderson, yeah. What mean, was wrong with Uma Thurman? It, that, that was awful. I mean, the way she, you know, delivered the, the dialogue was awful, but it was kind of more or less on the same tone as Poison Ivy. Yeah, it got a little bit campy when, you know, Batman and Robin were, you know, measuring dicks. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, pay this. Really, the Batman credit card? It's just like, rest in peace, Joel, Joel Schumacher, but that was stupid. It was super dumb. Yeah. And um, Dana DeVito said, hey, um, Colin Farrell, my penguin is better than yours. They were both good in different ways. I just think that Warner Brothers screwed over Tim Burton by making him make the penguin a little bit more comedic with the remote control Batmobile. Other than that, Danny DeVito's penguin was straight up kind of terrifying. And he was- Yeah, but did he need to eat fish and live in the sewer? Yeah, that's, that's, that, that needed to cut that. That was the whole character. More or less. And the and the and the also the like what was up with that? He was a deformed child. Yeah, I mean, and also that kind of got adapted into the animated series. But yeah. prior to prior to um Tim Burton, what what I was what was the penguin like in the comic? Honestly, I can't he's got fingers now. Yeah, I can't tell you what he was like in the comic because I decided to not go back and read anything from like the 60s and 70s of Batman. Maybe he looked more like the penguin on the 1966 show with like the pinstripe pants, the monocle, obviously what they kind of made him look like later on in the animated series. Yeah. But who knows? But yeah, I'm more or less, I'm over all this Warner Brothers stuff because if they cancel Young Justice, I'm gonna lose. I'm like, just literally like take this computer and just like throw it and break it. You can always, uh, you know, go. You also always pirate the stuff if you don't want to actually pay for the platform. True. Well, what do you got, man? What's your wife doing? I don't like the way you're looking up and down, I'm like you guys hung the nefarious plant. No, I'm just she's just being noisy. Okay. Um. So, next story. Uh, Godzilla and Kong will team up to fight a colossal undiscovered threat hidden within our world. The sequel releases March 15, 2024. And we're getting a King Kong prequel series on Disney Plus. It's like, yeah, how is that going to work? Because Universal what are they going to go with? I mean, like, I thought Universal had the rights to King Kong altogether. Maybe so, they're going to do like the Peter Jackson angle. That was also universal. Oh, was it? Oh, shoot. That's, that's what I'm saying. All right. I liked Peter Jackson's King Kong. It was sad. It made me cry, but I like it. Never watched it. It was so good. Asian Brody was in it. Um, uh, Jack Black was in it. Naomi Watts. I don't know who was in the movie. I just never watched it. It was. How, how did you never watch that movie? It came out. Everyone was excited about it. There was so much opinions flying around like, how did you miss that movie it's literally going to be the same one as the original you know they go to skull island they take them you know put them on a show he takes the white girl goes up the empire state building gets shot falls dies yeah but peter jackson did it so well if you don't feel something I don't, also also making him making him sympathetic to the woman 
uh, making the woman sympathetic to Kong was a new angle because that wasn't like that in the original. She was, was scared. Huh? It wasn't? I don't think it was. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I thought the whole, the, the, the relationship between Kong and the and the woman who names escapes me was something new that he, Peter Jackson did. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did have that in the, um, the original. I mean, who knows? That was like 50 something years ago. Yeah, I'm just like, why? I mean, how is Disney able to do this? Because I mean, like, is it like to the, you know, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Cause I don't think King Kong is like, you know, an open source franchise, you know, like- Actually, he might be, he might be public domain. Yeah, I'm checking right now. That first one came out a long time ago. Universal. During the battles, Universal discovered that the copyright of the Lovelace novelization had expired. Okay, oh yeah, apparently King Kong is public domain. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. King Kong is public domain. You learn something new every day, people. Um, but yeah, I mean, do we really need a King Kong series from Disney Plus? Yes, we do. We do? Yeah, um, because it could be good. I don't like the, I, I try not to use the who asked for this argument, or do we really need that argument? Sure. It's like, if it's good- I've been on the other side of that fence on, on this podcast multiple times. I have not been. I try not to use it. Even when I use that, I say, okay, that's not true because don't, we, don't, we don't know what we really want. All right, if it's good, it's good, all right? Just because you didn't ask for it. I mean, nobody asked for um, for, for Terminator, uh, for, for Terminator um, Judgment Day. Okay, that was an amazing film. No one asked for that. Oh, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, sequels were always a big thing in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Perfect example, like, nobody asked for Predator 2. That ended, like, with, like, a nice little bow on the package because it's not like the Predator was going to come back for Dutch. All right, well, no one asked for um, Blade Runner. Yeah, but that took, like, 30-something years. And that was really... Don't matter. That was really Scott. I'm sick and tired of all these goddamn superhero movies being made. Let me go back to the vault. Like, hey, come on, they're doing Scott. Gladiator too. Who's gonna watch that? Didn't Maximus die? Hey, I, 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 I'll, I'll sound. Hey, no one watched for the first Gladiator. Okay, yeah, that's the first one. We're talking about sequels, but didn't Maximus die? Refresh my memory. Yes, he died. So how is it coming back? And I mean, it's a sequel. I mean, either it's a prequel or his son does something. I mean, I'm gonna take a lie from SD Semper. Didn't Russell Crowe get a little fat? <laughs> that was funny. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a fan of the monster verse because I did not like Godzilla versus Kong. I really it was that it was it, okay, it was good because because of the um the fight scenes were dope. Yeah, but I also didn't fuck with the first Godzilla to the point where I didn't watch King of the Monsters. But that's just me. Sword and Sorcery and Giant Monsters, I don't care about. Throwing some, throwing some mechs and you got me because I love Pacific Rim. That sequel was trash. I didn't say the sequel. I, it was good, but it could have been better. This is what happens when you get people who are known for doing TV shows to direct movies. It's like Stephen DeKnight, he was a showrunner, and I loved him as a showrunner. You know what show he ran? He ran Daredevil. Which one? On Netflix. What do you mean, which one? How many live-action Daredevil series have we had? I didn't say movie. I said showrunner. Mark Steven Johnson directed the Daredevil movie as, as well as the first Ghost Rider movie. How, how do I know that? I don't know. I just have stupid stuff stuck in the back of my head. Yeah, he must be trash because both of those movies are awful. Yeah. Director's cutting off. 
director's cut filled in some plot holes. The playground scene was still there. So I don't want to hear you say that again, Jess. The playground scene was still there, but it right. was a slightly better movie than the theatrical. So basically they, they they saw the pile of dog crap and they put some sugar on top, make it make it easy to go down. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay. It's your turn, right? Yes. I was gonna say, don't you try to steal my story because I've been waiting for this one. So the man who does almost every single thing based off of a movie, um, as far as movies and TV goes, as far as uh, you know, he tries to he does a lot with comic books, uh, franchises, and it's like we really don't acknowledge him that often. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has joined the cast of the boys for season four. Yeah, yes. I mean, who is he playing? We don't know because this is what his like eighth thing of based on comic book franchises. He did the boys. He was in Man. I mean, he was in Batman v Superman. He was in um The Walking Dead. Who was he in Batman v Superman? It was Thomas Wayne. Oh snap! Yeah. Um. You know, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to his filmography real quick. But yeah, man. I mean, but also the thing with Jeffrey Dean Morgan is he usually likes to die. In TV shows, so I was like surprised that he's still around. And um, Walking Dead, yeah, but Negan doesn't die. So, spoiler alert for like a comic book that ended like five years ago. So yeah, um, okay, well apparently he had, okay, so he was in Jonah Hex. Unfortunately, he was in The Losers, uh, Watchmen. Uh, what else? It's all a joke. That it's all a joke, man. Um, like I said, The Walking Dead, The Boys. So that's six right there. That's six. And if you just like went with things of like fandom, like Star Trek Enterprise, he was also in, um, nah, that doesn't count. I was gonna say Red Dawn, but nah, that doesn't count because that wasn't that was based off of a movie, not you know, a kind of property but yeah so six things this man has done as far as like comic book or things of that nature so we must protect jeffrey dean morgan at all costs so i mean i downloaded all of the boys i haven't read it yet so i'm gonna read through that and hopefully i can try to you know figure out who he's playing before they announce it but yeah and they just started production um for season four like everybody's like throwing up middle fingers, like, okay, we're back. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah, I can't wait to see what's going on because the guy who plays Frenchie for some reason his hair is painted, but his hair is dyed silver. Hmm. Yeah. What you got, my friend? All right, uh, a couple of things. So speaking of uh, another season starting filming, uh, Echo wraps filming. Yeah. So that's that's great. Excited about that. Uh, and uh, House of the Dragon has been renewed for season two already. Yo, let me get into that. Now, I'm not going to do a full review. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe do a full season review or something towards the end. Um, and he means him because I don't fuck with dragons and stuff like that. Yeah, Bernard I, doesn't think dragons are cool. I don't know. That's not, him. I don't think they're cool. I like dragons. It's just... What that you that's so cool, man. I just didn't rock with Game of Thrones, bro. I watched the whole first season. You know this. I've said this multiple times in my life and on the podcast. 
I watched the whole first season because somebody gave it to me as a gift. It's fine. Some people think um, a, a high-priced Wagyu beef tastes better well done. And that's a universal uh, mistake. But, hey, you're entitled to your and shitty said, opinion. You know what? This ain't for me. Samir, you can have this. And you sold it. I did. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, series is great. Now, th- 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 I-, I have a complicated relationship with this property. Yeah, I no, don't no. like George R.R. R. Martin. I think he's a hack. I think he needs to hurry up and finish his books and stop being lazy, stop writing on other projects, stop doing other things, finish your goddamn job. But House of the Dragon is pretty dope. I'm excited. And I'm now. Uh, back to doing uh, lore dumps and uh, you know fan conspiracies and 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 you know just other stuff. I, I, I'm I got the sickness again and I'm not happy about it, but it, the show is amazing. So there's that. It's it's really good. The cast is great so far. I'm, I'm I'm already I already got favorite characters. I'm already you know it's 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 really good. I can, I can gush about this show all day. It's so freaking good. I mean, you only watched one episode. It, it was really good. It was that first episode was was. It was it was Chef's Kiss. Okay, wow, that's something we haven't heard you say in a while. Whatever. Post that. All right, are we gonna do the uh, the review for Orphan or? Yeah, so let's go ahead and get into our review of Orphan First Kill. I'm gonna do something I haven't done in a while. Spoiler alert, people! If you have not watched Orphan First Kill or episode two of She Hope, may you turn off the podcast now, and we will see you whenever you watch those. So, Orphan. First kill. Is okay. A, okay. Yeah. No, let me get to the clip notes and everything first. Oh my God. Go ahead. Yeah. Orphan First Kill is a sequel to the 2009 movie starring Isabel Furman. Um, I mean, has she done anything else besides those two movies? Huh? The lead, Isabel Furman. Has she done anything else? Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. She was in Game, I mean, not Game of Thrones, um, Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, she was the psycho lady with the knife. I don't know about all that, but yeah, she, um, I'm going to tell you. She what, played a Glimmer or Clover? Clover or something like that. I looked it up a couple days ago. Yeah, so she's been in, like, stuff here and there. Like, yeah. She was in Escape Room. She was in After Earth. I don't remember her in Escape Room. Oh, she was in the extended cut, so that's why. Oh, she was on Masters of Sex. I did watch that show. She did not look the same, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't remember that. So, Orphan First Kill is a prequel to the 2009 film that came out that starred Isabel Furman. Spoiler uh, for this movie. I already said point, all that. No, but the whole point of the first movie was that she was adopted. They thought she was a child. She turned out to be a, 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 psycho, a psychopathic adult, posing as a kid, and tried to kill the whole family. So... That's the whole twist of the first movie. So we think, okay, wow, how can I do a pure about this when, you know, the whole twist of the first movie is kind of already revealed? Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the reason why it took them um, like 14 years. I don't know if that's the reason why, but this the twist in this one is so goddamn good. Yeah. So, um, Film was directed by William Brent Bell, who directed The Devil Inside, Brams, The Boy, and The Boy, uh, Separation, and some movie called Stay Alive. So he's big in horror. Um, screenplay was by David Cogshall, 
uh, with the story by David Lee Johnson McGoldrick and Alex Mace, who obviously wrote the first film. And it stars Isabel Furman, Rose of Sutherland, Hiro Kanagawa, who I haven't seen in forever. Uh, Julia. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Principal Kwan from Smallville, son. Yeah, that's right. Also, yeah. Julia Stiles was so good in this movie. I mean, Julia Stiles is good in everything. For the most part. All right. So, like we said, this is, okay, so basically it says, the synopsis is, after orchestrating a brilliant escape from the Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. So, I mean, this movie was a little bit long. It but wasn't, though. It was like an hour and 39 minutes. It was That's not long. Yeah, but this felt long as hell. Like the first it did one, not feel long. I looked up in the whole... Half, yeah, the first one was actually longer. Which more was, than half the movie was done. I looked. I was watching with my wife, and more, more than half the movie was done after we I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the first one. The first one was the one that was two hours long. So, yeah, so this one was an hour and a half, so it hit the sweet spot. I don't think an hour and a half is a sweet spot. I don't mind a two-hour movie. Sometimes I, mean, I, I prefer it. Movie as long as the movie is well-paced. What you want is a well-paced movie, yeah, regardless of the length. Like it, it was like slow for like, okay, so we started up high. Kind of but did. that's what's the beauty of this movie. So you're you're not only wondering, oh my God, are they, they going to find this lady out? Oh my God, what is she going to do next? I'm talking and, about before they even did all that. I'm talking about like when we when we opened the movie with the um with the lady um who's going for the job. Like it's yeah, hard. that didn't take that long. That was like for the first fifteen minutes. I know that's what I'm saying, but then like it kind of like plateaued for me. I don't think it played. That's not a, it. Ratcheted up for me. So. Basically, once she after she killed the lady and went to America, yeah, after all that, because you're thinking, oh my god, how is she going to keep this straight up? She it's like it, up. it was like a good five minutes of it just leveled. No, they did. She, they, she did keep it up because you're thinking, oh my god, she's going to have to kill the psychiatrist lady because the lady's going to find her out. Oh my god, the detective guy is onto her. They're going to she's going to kill him. How is she going to get away with all this stuff? That's what I'm thinking the whole time. You got that. You put you in the mind. They put you in pins and needle almost immediately. And then you find out the twist. Are we are we doing spoilers? I literally said it. you just said spoiler. Fine. You find out that the mom of the family and the son are also psychopaths, and she's the one in danger. That was brilliant. That really was the twist that got me. And um, I gotta give um the production team on this movie 10 stars because Isabel Furman is not four foot, whatever. She's five foot three. So, well, yeah, they're doing they're doing some camera tricks to make her seem a little shorter. Well, not really camera tricks, but they're also like the makeup team. Like, D, there is no CG on her face to de-age her to a ten year old. They all practical effects and makeup. Yeah. So when the movie, when the first movie came out, what was she like? Eighteen, something like that, because she's like twenty five now or something like that. Yeah. So the first she was it was oh nine. They filmed it in oh eight, probably. She's twenty five now. How old was how old does that make her? Hang on, my math is awful. Um, so it's about, it's been about twenty years. Four, uh, no, four, 14, 14 years. I was gonna say fourteen years. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, actually, she was actually pretty young in that first movie. Actually, yeah, she was like, she was a minor. Actually, she was like eleven. No, she wasn't eleven. Bro, she's twenty five now. The movie came out in '09, so she was born in '97. She was twelve. Oh yeah. 
I'm tripping. You're right. So she was a minor. Yes, which is crazy. But so yeah, let's get back to this movie. I did not expect that twist to come. That you know, um, the brother killed killed his sister. And okay, uh, another fire. brilliant thing about this movie: you're actually, at one point, rooting for the for the for for Esther. Yes. Yeah, or Esther or or um, Lena. Yeah. Uh, part way through the movie, because you're like, yo, this lady's evil. And she needs to go. And the son is a little freaking incel. Mother- yo, I'm like, yo, this guy needs to go. You hate this dude. Yeah. And I was like, like the the all the single times that, you know, we thought, oh, you know, she's going to, you know, kill him and get away. It's like, nah, I, it's like, you, you, you hope, but then it's like, they're not going to end the movie like that because we already know like everything that happens to this character because the first movie is literally like set up six months after this one yeah so it's like that scene where you know they're um going into the city and she's getting ready to push them on the tracks when the train's coming i'm like oh somebody's gonna come and put this all up for them well okay things like that you kind of know that it wasn't going to go down that way but again i knew for a fact that the climax was going to be pretty spectacular like you're waiting for the crap to hit the fan the whole time yeah the only person you really feel sorry for is the dad. Yeah. Um, I forgot how the first one ended, so I went on Wikipedia and, re- and reread the synopsis. Well, she ended up dying. She yeah, died. I was like, crap, are we going to get a third one? That's round. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, she did. <laughs> so no no Orphan 3, because there's no way on earth you can, like, you know, do another prequel and call it Orphan Second Kill. Well, that's one of the things I kind of hate about when things like this happen with movies, it's like, how are you going to, you know, continue this? Well, no, that's it. It's two movies. I know. This is like, that's why I was like, back when I watched the first one, I was like, damn, I want another one. I wasn't thinking of prequels. I mean, it's like the same way. I actually actually thought the first one was kind of lackluster and and really campy. And like, and here's the thing. The first one rested on its twist. Like, Okay, the twist happened. Oh, okay, and then that was it. And it's kind of the whole movie. Like you just, it wasn't that good. I don't know. You might have to go back and rewatch that. I did. It, it was it was it was mediocre at best. But this one, this one was actually kind of genius. And not only did they take the the, the idea that you would think is stale, and and you, and you go into it already knowing this twist, and they give you a completely different one that's better than the first one. Dude, you would have never, there's no way to guess that, that the mom was crazy and the son was a psycho. Yeah, yeah that, that really did come out of right field. So, um, I, I miss the days of practical effects. It's like we really couldn't build a set of a house and, you know, set it on fire. I get insurance purposes and like Hollywood's being lazy nowadays, but that fire, you can obviously tell it wasn't real. I'm okay, with, I'm okay yes. with the fire. I'm okay with the fire being. It was just one of those things that kind of like got on my nerves. Like when things like that happen, my eyes start to twitch. It's just like really. I'm okay with that. So um I'm I loved it. I might watch it again. I might watch both of them um later on throughout the week. I might watch them on Labor Day. I don't know yet, but I'm definitely going to watch them back to back. 
it's just I'm trying to finish up my DC um, animated universe binge. I'm on the last season of Batman Beyond, and I got to watch Return of the Joker because the Zeta Project, for some reason, is not on HBO Max. Yeah. That I'm, sucks. I'm like, I could have sworn it was I mean, They had one, they had, no, they had two crossovers. Oh, uh, well, they, they weren't crossovers. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, they did have a crossover with Batman Beyond, but Zeta appeared on two episodes of Batman Beyond, one in season two and one in season three. But that's neither here nor there. So let's get back to Orphan. And he was totally different. Didn't he, though, Batman Beyond crossed over in his, too. Yeah, that's what I said. He's, he, Did that show ever get an ending? I don't know, and I won't know now because it's not on HBO Max. Probably never got an ending. Still, they should have put it on HBO Max. Um, I mean, if Disney Plus can put Silver Surfer on HBO Max, I mean, on Disney Plus. That never got an ending either, did it? Or Avengers United, they stand. But, um... Rankings. What? Where? What? I mean, out of ten, what do we give this? This movie? Oh, uh, that that's nine point one. Why? Personally, again, the twist, the execution, uh, is everything. The acting, everything was great. The performance by Julia Stiles really stands out. Um, I, I can't, I can't, honestly, I I can't think of anything particularly that I would do better. Other than maybe okay, there's one thing out, but this is a nitpick. Um, I actually kind of wish they used a little CGI on her face, just because it was very hard for me to believe anyone would believe she's ten. It's like she looks small and young, but she ain't ten. And um, in the first movie, no, you can believe it. You spend the whole movie thinking she's a child because she is, but now I'm like, yo, nah, this nah. That's out the bag. We already know. This is a fully grown woman. So it was the disbelief. Yeah, you really have to suspend your disbelief because the makeup wasn't holding up all the way and they could have used a little bit of CGI. I think we're here at the point where they can use CGI if you put enough, um, if you have, know what you're doing and the team is good enough. Okay. Um, it gets a nine for me, but I just felt like the pacing sometimes felt slow. Mm. Well, so, I guess that's, yeah. yeah. That's why it gets a nine for me. Um, so yeah, guys, if you have Paramount Plus, check out Orphan First Kill, as well as the first Orphan, which is also on Paramount Plus. And um, also, I also started my rewatch of Teen Wolf, still on the first season though. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Samir, episode two, She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. This show's too short. I want to binge it. Titled Superhuman Law, directed by Kat Curio, written by Jessica Gao. Uh, obviously stars Tatiana Slani, Mark Ruffalo, with a guest appearance by Tim Roth reprising his role as Emil Blonsky. Yes. So, following Titania's defeat, Titania, Jennifer Walton's gains reputation as a new superhero named She-Hulk, despite her disliking it, and is fired due to her court case being a mistrial by the opponent of Goodman, Lieber, Kerbitz, and Holloway, a.k.a. GLKNH. And after failed attempts to find a new work, Walters attends a family dinner and is later offered a job by Holden Holloway to work as the head of GLKNH's superhuman law division as the She-Hulk. And she learned that her first case is to represent Emil Blonsky for his parole. She initially refused due to a conflict of interest because go back to 2008 Incredible Hulk, 
where he tried to kill her cousin. And yes. so, yeah, she goes and um, he's like, um, you know, it wasn't my fault. I was, you know, hired by your government to do this. And uh, I felt sympathy for him. I mean, we both, we, I saw the full story. It wasn't just the government. It, it, it was him too. But yeah, so she called Bruce um, to get his opinion on it. And he was like, we, we, we cool. So um, I'm probably going to be gone for a while. I got some stuff to work out and, you know, good luck. So she took the case and basically all the footage from the underground fights from Shang-Chi got leaked. So now we know why Wong is in this show. Thoughts? I mean, okay, again. Phrase Wong, son. Again, this, uh, yeah, that's seriously phrase Wong. Oh, this episode. Uh, post credit scene. Her thing was just using her Hulk abilities for the hell of it. Got her lifting cars instead of getting jacks, bringing in like 10 gallon, uh, 10 gallon jugs of water and TVs on walls. So I was like, my life. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cute. Um, oh, I thought. Um, I didn't. I'm, and the guy who played the father, I'm like, you know, this guy looks familiar. He is Larry from Perfect Strangers. Yeah, yeah, that, that was pointed out to me. That, that, so yeah. people were like, technically, does that mean that Balky is Bruce Banner's father? No, because they're not related in Perfect Strangers. They're cousins. Are they cousins in Perfect Strangers? Yes. Cousin Balky. Cousin Balky. That's so, it's so, I, I don't know why you remember that. Hey, man. Cause that theme song still slaps. I, I listen to that like every now and then just to get my um, motivations up. It's my life, my dream, and nothing's gonna stop me now. And then the harmonica comes <laughs> Shut up. Okay, don't look at me I love Perfect Strangers. We need a reboot of that or a remake. But we need to have the slap the theme music again. But yeah, so um, thoughts. Okay, well, again, <laughs> this uh, I feel this show has. I, I wish this episode. I get they want to go the whole sitcom route. I'm and, just, I just want yeah, more. So, so we talked about this, and I actually got in an argument with people on Facebook about this. So Samir, like everyone else, says they want the show to be longer, and I and I and I had to tell Samir sitcoms of 30 minutes there's no such thing as an hour-long sitcom and we literally sat on the phone for like what a good seventh heaven and you were trying to debunk me on this and i was like no yeah seventh heaven what about seventh heaven seventh heaven is a drama Mm. there's nothing really funny about seventh heaven the the closest thing that you could have got to sitcom was shameless but even shameless was a drama with comedy just because of all the shenanigans those damn Gallagher's were getting into. So, yeah. Um, no such thing as a th- um, 45 minute comedy. And it was like, well, the runtime is 20 something minutes. Actually, you know, I'm like, you know, if you go and watch a TV show on streaming, like something old like Friends or Seinfeld, guess how long it is and you don't yeah. know it is? Because they are still following the rules of baseline television where your show can be X, Y, and Z amount of hours. Like you never hear people really complaining. Oh, why is this episode of Stranger Things 45 minutes? Because TV shows run on a certain time frame. So that's why they have 
45 minute hour long episodes. I thought that was common knowledge, but apparently it isn't. So love the episode. Um, it's jacked up that she got fired. For I saving get, people's lives. Yeah, I get why she got fired, but still. It, that made perfect sense. Yeah, but it's messed up. I would have pulled her from the case. I wouldn't have fired her. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it got mistrial. So it got thrown out. That's what a mistrial is. Yeah. It's, it's not rescheduled to our later date. But um, shoot, I might go. We watch the episode after we um done recording. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that too. Um, Banner. People are saying World War Hulk is coming. No, don't. I don't want them to gl- listen. No, I, I said don't want them to- because he went back out into space. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't want them to gloss over uh, that chapter of his life. I kind of frankly don't want the MCU to even adapt that part of the Hulk's life. In my opinion, I think they need to leave it alone. I don't think they can get that, that part of his life the justice it deserves. Also, I mean, I just, again, I just felt that the comic did it so much better. The characters were more tough. And Marvel has the rights to said comic. The issue is, like we said multiple times, when Marvel was filing for bankruptcy, they kind of had to sell everything out. Like originally, Marvel... Okay, so this is going to make you mad. I found this out a couple of days ago, thanks to, you know, um, just going on deep dives on the internet and everything. Because um, somebody, Jared sent me this, shout out to Jared. He sent me a list of the top 10 dumbest decisions in the history of um, the world. Sony originally was, um, uh, Marvel originally offered Sony their entire um, catalog for film and television, but they were like, nah, we only want Spider-Man. <laughs> and now they now they wish they had more. They, they over there scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Yeah, and and another one is not related to what we're talking about. It was just on the list. The founder and creator of Victoria's Secret killed himself. How's that a dumb decision? He was depressed, I guess. Yeah, he he was depressed because he sold the company and was just like bad deal after bad deal after bad deal. So he jumped off the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. Didn't mean to go dark there, but I was like, Jesus. But yeah, so um, do we feel sympathy for Blonsky after, you know, him telling us, giving us his version of the story? Some of that, yeah, but no. Well, he's going to have to explain that why he was going cage fighting. No, okay, that, that's not what I'm, that's not, that's not the problem I have. The overall, because he looked like he was having fun in Incredible Hulk. Yeah. You all right? You have a mannerism? Why you I'm, got- I'm just trying to think. I, I got to rewatch that movie, but Emil Blonsky, okay. he wasn't the nicest guy in that movie. I think he was he just... Was not the nicest guy. He was hired to do a job. Um, so if you go back and rewatch the whole, he, he went in there with the whole team when they tracked him down to Brazil. And that was where, you know, things kind of started to go left. And he was just like... What was that? And they gave him the whole rundown on Banner, basically creating a new super soldier serum. And honestly, all this is Ross's fault. Because Ross gave him that knockoff super soldier serum that made him like the $6 million man. Remember, he was like, you know, we can give you this. It's untested, but blah, 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 blah. And that's what happened. They gave him all the injections in his back and he was going toe-to-toe with the Hulk on the ESU campus for a minute. Yeah, but he was... 
he was flipping around, you know, not dodging the hits. Yeah. And then he walked up to him like a dummy and got got got, got Sparta kicked into a tree. Oh yeah, yeah he did get three hundred kicked. But yeah, so uh, after that, he healed up and like at that point, he became a junkie. So he was like, whatever you did uh, with his blood, you know, give it to me or whatever. And that basically was oil and vinegar, and them two just don't mix. And that's how he became the abomination. For that, he could have just been a knockoff Captain America. So, I mean, yeah, it's all the government's fault. Um, sorry, FBI agent four eight two one three. We're talking about a fictional series, not you know real life. No, it's all the government's fault. It's always y'all fault. Okay. All right. All of a sudden, Smith is gonna get tackled. I know we're just <laughs> I go kicking the window and everything, and be like, that's the end of the Angel Blurs. I gotta find a new co-host. <laughs> but um, so yeah. I think that's what what's what she's going to use. Well, obviously she said that's that's the angle that she's gonna go. So, you know, footage got leaked of the mother girl fights to Shang-Chi's sister. And we're gonna find hopefully we find out who uh, hey, her fault exactly. She was running the place. I'm not yeah, saying but I don't mean it's her fault. He no one twisted his large arm to get in that cage fight. Maybe Wong did. We don't know. Maybe the point was, is that wasn't that wasn't her, her fault though. I, I'm I'm saying, in the grand scheme of things, she was running it. She got bigger things to worry about now. This show is obviously going to fill out a lot of plot holes because I mean, one was already a given, but people seem to seem to ignore it that Captain America fucks. Because if you go back and watch the first Captain America, that scene with that lady on the U.S. or on the U.S.O. tour is in the movie, so you kind of kind of can kind of put two and two together. But you know people, that was Natalie Dormer. What about Natalie Dormer? Oh, she that was in the Natalie. first Captain America. The lady who made out with him was oh, Natalie yeah. Dormer. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Jenna Coleman was in the movie for all the two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, she was one of the girls that Bucky was trying to get them to go with um, when they left the Stock Expo. So, ranking of this episode, on a scale of one to ten, Samira, what did you give it? I enjoyed every minute of it, so I biasly will give it a solid 10.0. Same here. Um, fucking fuck boys who are still shitting on the show. It's like, bro, if you don't complain, don't watch the show. So, also, I mean, you just telling yourself. It's like you gonna jump in the comment section just to. It's usually a lot of people who hide behind like avatars of like memes. So it's just like, I don't, uh, uh, I quit. But yeah, so guys. We actually know now she hope airs on Thursday. I actually put a little asterisk on the last episode when I did um, when I was doing the editing in the video section. So yeah, watch she hope on Disney Plus. I don't think we have anything to review next week. Uh, other than more she hope Yeah, besides more she hope Well, I'm still trying to... Well, go ahead. I still got to get around to watching Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I'm going to try one more time in next week to, to chime in on the controversy of bodies, bodies, bodies. Controversy. Yes, it's controversy. controversy. Yes. Um, guys, I am going to do a giveaway. Um, Samir, you know what I'm giving away? Your virginity, sir. That happened at 15, and you know one of our friends' sister did that. Ooh, you hear that, guys? They know. They know. Um, I am giving away a digital code to Sonic the Hedgehog 2, because I'll be right back. You, you just gonna lead a stream? Uh, no, 
I'm not that far. So when I bought the 4K steel book, they gave me two codes. They gave me two digital codes. So I don't need the other one. I'm not flipping it. Well, I can flip it around. Um, yeah, you can't see that anyway. So they gave me two digital codes for some reason. Don't know why. Just a glitch, I guess. You better make sure both of them work. I've used I used the other one. So if this one doesn't work, it's not on me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't blame me, blame Paramount. That's so janky. Go on. How is it janky, Samir? Because if I use the code, it's going to invalidate the code. So basically, it's a catch twenty two. No, because catch twenty two, you lose either way. It's the fifty fifty shot. You either got a chance for the code to work or not. And I meant to give this code away like two weeks ago. I just kept forgetting. Are you wearing a Sonic shirt? No, it's oh. Sasuke. Oh, okay. I just saw blue and a little bit of red, so I don't know if I thought maybe it was a Sonic Adventure Two pose or something. But um, simple solution. Um. Just go on our Instagram or our TikTok now and tell me what is the name of the theme song from Sonic Adventure 2 and what is the name of the song from the Level City Escape? Shut up, Samir. All right, that's it. So guys, this is Bernard, AKA the Scarlet Spider. And this is Samir, the King in Black. And that was another episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Join us next time for another whirlwind adventure from Samir Bernard. Why are we trying to add extra stuff? Wait, that's not extra. You've never said that before. We're, I can say it now. It's a free country. Fourth episode, 103rd episode. First, you're like, oh, let's just randomly throw in nicknames. <laughs> not even talking about it like before we start. It's like, oh, yeah, man, let's, let's do nicknames now. That's cool, right? And now we just rolling adventures and shit. Anyway, I, um, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and now TikTok. Uh, posted a couple clips up there from the most recent episode with Chris. I just put up um, us struggling to find our top five rock movies. Yes. And um, we got a couple comments on, you know, me saying that I'm over the rock. And... I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe Dwayne Douglas Johnson might say something if we if it hits enough views. Just watch it, share. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know why he would, but yeah. I mean, he might. He might come on maybe here. Call, maybe call you Jabroni. He might come on here and you know defend call you Jabroni. No. And say, and say it doesn't matter. If you think the Rock is amazing. I, he's the most electrifying man. It's You know, he's going the whole spiel and laying to you. I would pay good money to see that. I mean, just defend why you play the same character in every single movie. He don't got to. All he had to do is get on camera and say, "If you smell," and do the whole thing. That that's all he got to do. He got my money. You couldn't do that. Nah, it, 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 it's just such a it's just so electrifying, man. He's, he's he got so much charisma. All right. Anyways, yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next week. Like I said, follow us on all the socials. Uh, Samir, tell the people bye. All right, may the force be with you, people, and uh, see you next week. Deuces. I was kind of hoping to fade off the camera, but it you know, you're not. You just look ridiculous. <laughs> it is what it is. Peace.